2: Should be.
4: Greetings. Welcome in. Hour two of the program here from the tyrack.com studios. Mike Harmon alongside Arnie Spanier, who yes. is in for Jason Smith tonight. He'll be with me again on Friday. And we continue to find out that the, uh, the beef sticks, man. We really Amazing. got a problem here. We either got giant rats. Or thieves <laughs> that work among us here. Somebody really must like meat sticks, I got to well, tell you. <laughs> I've narrowed it down to a couple of suspects there already in go. my mind. There you go. Because, you know, super sleuthing. I was watching the uh, Glass Onion, uh, a <laughs> Knives Out mystery, because I had to. Uh, because that, that's what you do during the holidays. You binge watch stuff, and then you right. watch a lot of movies with your kids. And, and especially when there's murder mysteries or would-be murders involved, it's all good for the, for the world. I like Jack Ryan. That's that's. My you know what? Favorite. I haven't gotten into that yet. Oh, it's, that's it's a next. good one. I got that in yeah. Yellowstone. That that are cute yeah. for the new year because I'm basically going to live on a treadmill treadmill because I'm tired of being fat. Oh really? I, I guess I'm not tired of being fat. I'm I'm okay with. Yeah, it but you can still year. rain threes like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that, like nobody. We've seen I thought the you had lost a bunch of weight. No, 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 no. I, I, I have. I'm I'm okay. I'm in better shape. I just still okay. have some miles to go. I'm trying to lean out like I got Frostburg, Nick Cope, and, and our guy Tyshirt here. I'm well, trying not to be the guy that's the odd man out. It's okay. Don't push it. Don't don't you know. Don't go out of the way. Just no, enjoy well, yourself. You no, know, just day to day. Got to be a little bit better. A little better in decisions. We got so some nice green beans was was the dinner order oh, tonight. Oh come so on. None of those spicy ones from over at PF Chang's. It's a good one.
5: Although I do like that. But come on, what are you doing to yourself? Stop. Go get some fried. I can steal it. En- <laughs> go get something go, fried. Go get
4: some fried. <laughs> go get something fried. <food. laughs> How dare you? <laughs> trying to take me down as I broadcast exactly. live from the TireRack.com <laughs> studio. TireRack.com. We'll help you get there. Arnie's trying to sabotage me. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Go to TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Keeping an eye on. Different games here. Oregon scores to make it close. Middle uh, now of the fourth quarter and North Carolina busting off a big return, but their penalty flags on the field. And we went through the first hour in about 15 minutes or so. We'll bring on Jason Cole, and this will be one of the topics already. Your quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, they finally... Uh, admit that he's gone into concussion protocol. Everybody's done the Sapruder film and found <laughs> this is the play. This has got to be it. Because look at his stats after this moment with 240 left in the half and everything thereafter. He he does a, a dump-off pass, gets twisted, turned. You guys have all seen it on social media or on your sports television over the last 24 hours. So we we know that that is the case. And, everybody's got to discuss all of the the different processes and and there's a lot right it's a very nuanced conversation plank and i did some of it last night we will extend it today because we've got new audio from coach mcdaniel
1: the whole idea of taking day-to-day is kind of rough on coaches who have to plan for you know a bunch of people so the approach that i'm unequivocally taking today you know i was on the phone i met with him yesterday i met with teddy yesterday i was exchanging ideas and, and talking through some stuff all the way till like, 10-15 last night. it um, was his bedtime. And so moving forward today and, you know, the whole team's approach is uh, Teddy Bridgewater's the starter.
4: So you've got two games left at New right. England and then home versus the Jets. Teddy, two gloves, takes the reins. And we've seen him have success in in periods. Go back to his time in in New Orleans, and and then this year, trying to figure out the the topsy turvy way of the, how things went down with two his injuries and and him coming in and getting hurt himself and all of that. We we know the timeline. We we know it all. At, at this point, you know, going back to the Derek Carr conversation of last hour, Arnie, there there's so many prongs to this, in terms of trying to to parse out what the next steps ahead are. Right. Right because for Tua the young man himself right he's got to look in the mirror and and look everybody wants to to be tough you you've worked hard for this position you certainly don't want to give it up or appear that you're giving it up. So if he knew in the game the other day that things weren't right he decided to play on. Exactly. And if he if he was fine cuz that's the other part. We we have no idea in the timeline of when he started feeling effects. We just know that when he went to work on Monday He was feeling ill effects and symptoms, right? Between the game and then. We have no idea what happened and transpired in that 18-hour period or whatever that time frame is. So that's something for Tua. In terms of everybody trying to pass their decision-making upon him, he needs to retire, he needs to be shut down. Well, that, that extends to a lot of other conversations that need to be had, stuff that needs to be negotiated in the CBA. Are we saying he should never play again? Right. Because, well, right. Because if we're, I'm saying from a legislated, hey, don't play anymore. So now the idea of, all right, he's had that many concussions and and injuries and he's prone to that. He shouldn't be allowed to play again. Is there a waiting period? Because if he passes the concussion protocol and he's cleared to play, there's no guarantee that the next play isn't an issue. There's no guarantee that he doesn't play 10 years with no issue. You have no idea. We there's no guarantee know. in life, right? right there's so, no I mean, guarantee there's, in any of this, right? right? Exactly. It's like the Derek Carr thing. Maybe you let you know you could have let him play the next two two games, and he wouldn't have gotten hurt and triggered all these other things. But we're talking about risk management, risk assessment on all these different levels. With Carr, they went that way and decided Stidham's going to be your guy, like it or hate it. That's the way where we're at for the final two weeks of the season. With yeah. Tua Tungavailoa, everybody's stepping in and, and trying to speak for him, protect him from himself, et cetera else. He's a grown-ass man. If there's he's clear that he wants to play, yeah. right, if 32 teams all decide, hey, you know what, we can't touch him, then you start getting into, well, you know, is there a uh, – did someone order the code red from league offices? Do you go back into the CBA and now there's going to be rules about if you have – and are diagnosed with X amount of concussions or miss X amount of time, you're disqualified for the rest of the year, and does that become cumulative like you you do when you fine guys for illegal hits and whatever else? I mean, that's kind of where we're going into this territory, and it extends into the Dolphins' decisions of just the business of Tua and the franchise going forward. Because, look, if he was suffering ill effects and tried to play through well, he did a detriment to the team, to his teammates, put them in a bad spot, and not only just from the playoff perspective, but when you've got a guy who's not able to work through the process, I just thought he had a bad half. I thought right. Terry Bradshaw said it really well uh, in the in the post game. And, and remember, everything you always hear on the radio when it comes to financial services or whatever, what's the final line, Arnie? Past performance is not indicative of future returns, right? So however well they've done in the past, there's no guarantee in 2022 it's going to work out that well. Likewise, if Tua hasn't turned the ball over a ton, that's great. Doesn't mean that on any given Sunday he doesn't throw three balls directly to the opponent, which is what he did. Bradshaw's analysis was short guy. They weren't throwing deep balls. He tried to hit short and intermediate routes and missed that there was another defender there. I thought it worked as pretty good analysis. And now everybody makes it. He's like, well, he clearly wasn't right because of it. It's like, No. That's not a hunt. You can't do that one to one correlation. Guys can have a bad game and be erratic.
5: They could have a bad game and be erratic, but you could tell that there was something wrong with them because they were bad interceptions. They were thrown right to the guy, but that's beside the point. First thing I wanted to get to is what you said. Um, there's only one right answer. The only person that should be making this decision if he's cleared is Tua. Um, it's no different than if you broke your arm and one doctor said you need surgery, one doctor said you need rest, one doctor said you need a cast. Well, now you have to educate yourself, and you get to make the decision. Which doctor are you going to go with, one, two, or Or three a b or c uh, and that's strictly up to you it's not up to me to say no 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 mike you can't do that you gotta have the surgery you educate yourself you listen to what each doctor's got to tell you if the doctor's clear then he sits down with his family if he wants to ultimately he makes the decision he knows what's at risk here his job may be at risk here and i know people like well your health is never you know worth the risk and all that stuff you know what there's a lot of people that have gone on and uh and and risked their health and played hurt out there you know when we talk about Ronnie Lott, that story about him cutting his finger off so he could play. We talk about wow, look at that, what a man. That's crazy. Um now we think about it, it's insane. Right,
4: but it's there's insane. a lot of guys, and they get held up as the standard for why we need to be careful and the long term health effects, whatever. It's it's like my my dad smoked for a long time.
2: Right. Right? A and lot then, of people smoke for a right, long time. Right. Well, he he worked
4: for the police force right. and you know, stress management, all of those kind of exactly. things. It's kind of what you did. Uh, and eventually he had throat cancer. They were able to clear it first time, great. Second time, tracheotomy. But you tell him in, in all honesty that there's there's still that impulse that he would like a smoke every now and then. It would exactly, kill him, Yeah. but he, he would like it. Likewise, there's a lot of ex-NFL players that will tell you, yeah, I, I know the risk. We all know the risk. I was 12 years old. I knew it was not a good idea to butt heads with guys with regularity. <laughs> Right. I, it doesn't take a rocket. I didn't need all the science that we have now. Right, right, right. I and thought you know it what? was pretty elemental. If I keep banging my head against guys, bad things are going to happen. So you, know you learn to try to not do that and protect yourself and change the way you're tackling, change the way you're engaging, etc. It doesn't you know mean what? you're going to be 100% you know, flawless in that execution, but you give yourself the best chance. And if you're going to play contact sports, and this goes for anything, Because we only get CTE reports about football players. I'd love to see soccer players and hockey players and guys that work construction, guys that are on half pipes, right, as snowboarders, guys that do skateboarding, all those other things. Let's see some reports out of them. Where are they at? Where's the general populace for just falling down when you're trying to take down your Christmas lights? (laughs) I, I I only say that in half in jest, right? But like right, we are right. quick to point out, oh, so well, yeah, well, you're it's a not dangerous. saying it's too his
5: fault. I would back no. up. You're not saying it's too his fault with the way he falls. No,
4: I'm just okay. saying it's a violent game. You right. can't legislate all of it out. No, so I agree. In with the end, yeah. if he decides to keep trying to play then that is his prerogative. Now it goes down to the dolphin side of the equation and 31 other franchises that would go into the same decision-making process of is the risk of what you've seen from a health perspective, durability, whatever you want to talk about with, with Tua a tongue that you decide you want to put him back on the field or do you go to what's behind door number two, which means draft a quarterback, bring another quarterback on in free agency. That's where we're at in this process Arnie, as as we look forward with Tua Tungabailoa, with the Dolphins, you're talking about multi-billion dollar franchise. And who's the face and who makes everything run? The quarterback. So that's the decision point. We're at that inflection point at this point of as much as he might do a lot of what you want for your offense to move if you're Mike McDaniel, you may also look as an organization and wondering with all you've invested, with all that's on the line, that you need – to move forward. And again, nothing's promised. No plays are promised. Nobody we we had years and years where we'd only have six or seven guys actually get through sixteen games in the NFL. It was the two Mannings, Phillip Rivers and then usually Tom Brady. So there's four and then round out the other guys. No, and, and,
5: you know, on, on just the thing finishing up about Tua, um, you know, again, you're right. If he's fighting for his job or he thinks he's fighting for his career, he has a, all the right to go ahead and say, hey, I'm cleared. I want to go out there. He's not cleared, so we don't have to go ahead and get into that. But the Dolphins are going to have to make a decision. You bring up Tom Brady, that could be another landing sure. spot for Brady. It could be Vegas or it could be Miami. Well,
4: and think about that with the timing route kind of situation. If you can get that offensive line rowing and you got Mostert and Wilson in the backfield. You can think of a lot worse places to be. Gesicki, uh, with those two speedsters on the outside. Yeah, there's a lot of fun to be had in that offense, no question.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge.
4: Welcome back in. Get that dance groove going. Mike Harmon alongside Arnie Spanier. Jason Smith off this week enjoying a, a little bit of holiday, holiday, holiday with his family. Doing some of those uh, knives out kind of puzzles in the woods or something like that. What does
5: the family live in the woods in, in the Redwood Valley? What's Where do they no, live? I,
4: I don't know. I think it, they just rented some place to go hiding in the okay. woods. Gotcha. Wow, listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I got Arnie in stereo. That's what I got here. Hey, thanks wherever you are on the highways and byways of life. Be safe, uh, travel safely, be kind and, and courteous, and you'll get where you're going uh, eventually, like like we all do. iHeartRadio app is where you can take us wherever you're going. Thanks to all of the affiliates, the program directors, and, and all of you nationwide and around the globe uh, that listen to us throughout the year. Remember, not too late to give that holiday, holiday, holiday gift of the URL. Or maybe download the app for those that aren't technologically sound in your family. Just say, hey, let me borrow your phone for a second. Why? Oh, nothing nefarious. I'm going to give you the iHeartRadio app and tell you where you can listen to Mike and Arnie and all the great programming here on Fox Sports Radio. It's a gift that keeps giving. And it only costs you your time. You like that, Arnie. That's how I you sell, 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 and selling as we do. Our buddy coming up now, author of seven books, joins us each and every week on the hotline. You know the voice, you know the snark. He fits in with the show oh so well. He's a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter writer over at OutKick. You find him on Twitter at Jason Cole sixty two, and eventually he will be downing some nice Heaven's Door whiskey. Happy Christmas, Happy New Year, Jason Cole. How are you, buddy?
6: I am fantastic. How are you guys doing?
4: Dominating on a Wednesday. Nice. I got Arnie with me, who's all fired up. He's because he, his quarterback and and Smith Do hasn't showed his face. Do I have to ask Jet questions?
5: Do I have to ask questions about the Jets?
4: No, but that's just it. Smith uh, absconded <laughs> with what? I mean, maybe he stole the meat stick it, to go over. hide. The woods. He,
6: he stole uh, Zach Wilson's, uh, or actually, yeah, he stole away to get away from Zach Wilson.
4: I think that's the case. Um,
6: and then and then Derek Carr joined in the bandwagon, basically. Yes. So, really? Before, a, I, feel, bad, I feel a little bit bad for Derek Carr. Not much, but a little bit. How, yeah.
4: how bad do you feel? Like We've been talking about this, and there's been a lot of hand-wringing for Derek Carr, nine years, and obviously mm-hmm. Mark Davis makes the choice. McDaniels is the guy. Jared Stidham's going to get two starts. Does he get traded? He's got a no-trade clause. Does he get traded or cut when this is all said and done?
6: Well, he probably gets cut because he'd have to cooperate with them. And he's not I, I would doubt at this point in time that Carr would cooperate, um, but he has a very tradable contract. I mean, because there's not much guaranteed money in the contract, right. so he has a little bit of power here to get some greater guarantees in the deal, but it's, you know it's always better to be out on the market and sure. have some choices and to not and then not have the team that you're going to play for have to give something up to get you. Right. Can I so ask follow-up here?
4: This. With Chris Ballard yeah. getting the vote of confidence, does he become the latest of the retread quarterbacks to go to Indianapolis?
6: Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. What a, that's an ugly existence to be the next guy. <laughs> um, he fits the suit, I, man. He's Johnny he Bravo. Does, he does. He is so Johnny Bravo. It's just unbelievable. Without the confidence right now, though. Um that's true. Yeah, it's just... I, Again, this is a tough one because Derek Carr is is the court is the quarterback who's just good enough to get you beat, you know that he's just not quite enough, but somebody's but he's good enough that somebody needs to have him basically that's i i I just don't know how this one's going to play out and and like they did everything they could to ruin his value like what's the point of playing Jared Sidham at this point? I mean, what, what, really, what are you doing other than saying garrett Hart's gone? And so I've now played my hand out.
4: Not forcing I mean, yourself it, if he suddenly uh, yeah, gets they rolled? Yeah, get hurt. Yeah.
6: Well, I guess. But, I mean, again, the contract's not guaranteed, so I can cut him. I I don't know. I just To me, it's like you either uh, – this is a Josh McDaniels thing. And it's it's so Josh it's 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 so rings of incompetence, um, which is just the, the Raider way yeah. as a f as a football team. Like it's not getting something for a guy who's has real value. It's like likely you're not gonna get anything for him in trade at right. this point in time.
5: Yeah, you know, I, I brought up that if you look at the AFC East, I mean, if the Dolphins want to move past Tua because of the concussions, they may want to quarterback the Patriots, they may want to maybe move past Mac Jones. The Jets certainly need a quarterback,
6: just three in the What's AFC the East different, wait, wait a second. What's the difference between Derek Carr and Mac Jones? Like, really? Especially play, playing in cold weather. Derek, Derek Carr's a terrible cold-weather quarterback. The difference between Tua and Carr is, is not all that great. Again, we're just talking about quarterbacks were good enough to get you beat um and not get get you into the playoffs um i mean they're guys that okay i gotta pay him because he's a competent quarterback but it's not i don't know that uh, do you really believe at this point in time after after nine years Derek Carr is suddenly going to be a guy who's leading a team into the super bowl uh, I, just don't, I just don't Matthew stafford's
5: it. online too do you want to take his call
6: Matthew Stafford, oh, please, Arnie, stop that. Just you. That's as bad. That is as bad as Smith. That that ranks with the worst. Of Smith, It really does. Oh, No, I mean, no, no. Stop, stop. Just stop. Okay, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford has you know had a world class arm. Derek Carr does not. Matt Stafford, yeah, has thrown a lot of interceptions. That's because he throws a lot of balls downfield up for grabs, not because he just, like, th- wing, he wings it. Um, Matt Stafford, is an incredibly gifted player who was almost beaten down by playing for Detroit. Yeah. Okay? You know, Derek Carr has spent nine years with the Raiders not making them better, right? He's just been okay. Um, to me, he's a derivation, and I've always said this, and it's just tr- it's as true today as it always has been. He's a derivation of Alex Smith. He's you know good enough. He can get you know if you got a really good team around him and good coaches, he can get you into the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. But that's about the best you're going to get. You're not getting a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You're going to get a guy who gets makes too many mistakes. Jake Golden, Matt, uh, Staff- Matt Stafford, really, yeah. Matt Stafford? That's well, what you, talk- you did. Yeah, well, you talk about that's a quarterback that's Arnie, buried. You're profession- yeah, you're a professional. You're not <laughs> not just- really. I guess <laughs> you're not just a provocateur. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
4: That's it. Artie Spanier, agent provocateur. Uh, yeah. exactly. Jason Cole with us here on the hotline. At Jason Cole 62 is where you find him on Twitter. Go pick up a copy of Elway, A Relentless Life. Some great stories. And he's got six other books that you can find.
6: My next book is a deep and dark dive into um, uh, Looking Glass and their one-hit wonder, uh, Brandy.
4: <laughs> I like that. <laughs>
6: yes and all the different covers. I mean we my uh, I've spent today listening to covers of brandy done by like the red hot chili peppers and uh does it sound like everything and, else they've done th- <laughs> No, it was different. It's, okay, you know, it, they, it, they tried to sound like Looking Glass, which was very odd. So that's, that was it. So I, the, so I, I, I digress. Go ahead. Well, back, I mean, to, back to whatever the programming was.
4: Well, back to your regularly scheduled programming, and I'll do it for Arnie because it's his quarterback. He's a Miami Dolphins guy. So that's Tua, guy. out for Week 17, Teddy Two Gloves mm-hmm. take the reins, and now we have all the hand-wringing and all of the conversation that we had two months ago. Fast forward to the career decisions of one, two, a tongue of Iloa and what Miami does. Do they work off him given what they've invested in other pieces? Not to mention the fact that it is a multi-billion dollar franchise. What what happens with him going forward? Are we going to see a, a fight between the Players Association and the league in, in you know, making adjustments to how concussions are legislated and what disqualifies you from playing?
6: Um. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be tweaking on that rule. as There should be. But I, look, overall, the rule is working okay. Uh, I, again, I, as I said, you know, another show that I did. I don't see guys out there staggering around the, the way that they used to. Guys get taken out of games for the most part, and you know, you're going to have some mistakes here and there. But the, the mistakes are the exceptions, not the rule. Right. So. That protocol is is working generally to the benefit of the players and the benefit of the league, okay, um, and the Players Association. It's it's doing okay. But you'll, always, you'll always examine it. The bigger question that, with Tua is, do you ever think he's going to get a whole lot better than he is now? Do you, is he ever going to be an improvisational guy who can play off script? Because the one thing that you saw last week in that brutal loss is that when things got difficult and he had to improvise a little bit, he just—you know—the game moved too fast for him. That last interception—I mean, that's as simple a high-low throw as you can make. You know, you're supposed to make the the underneath throw if the guy's open, and the guy was open, or you're supposed to throw the ball high and away to the outside. And supposed to either go out of bounds or your guy—the guy who's you know on the high side of that one—makes the catch, right? The last place the ball is supposed to go is between those two guys. Like <laughs> It's either under or way over the top. And he threw it in between the two guys. It was an inexplicable throw, uh, unless he was already suffering from, from exactly. some kind of cognitive dis, you know, disorientation. But it was a bad, bad play. And the, uh, and the previous two interceptions were bad interceptions too, but that was an awful interception. And so, to me, and they don't have a first-round pick this year, right. and and so they need to find a way to move on and to you know to try and pump up his value and get something for him. Um, but they're also trapped in that they got Tyreek Hill and they've got Waddle and all these other players. They're trying to compete now and trying to win now. I don't think it's ever going to happen with Tua. I mean, it's, you know they're, they're they're stuck the way you know Brandy was stuck waiting for the guy to come back from the seat That's nicely done. That is
4: that is what you call a professional tie-in. Yeah, right exactly. there. He, he just doesn't come on for the uh, the good looks and swipes at, at Smith and Spanier. Uh, so do we ever see two on the field again for Miami or for that? To that level, I can't. They're, they're
6: probably stuck in that they have to keep him this year, unless, of course, you know, you go to the Derek Carr thing, which is again not a whole lot better. Or there's somebody else who's available that you like a little bit better. But I, I I think they're they're betwixt in between, and this is a really tough situation for for the Dolphins, which means he probably ends up staying there because. He's just good. It's like the old saying, he's just good enough to get you beat. Yeah. Well, you can always Uh, go to Brady. You can try that whole thing again. I mean, yeah, they tried last year. I mean, I I, I guess that's still sort of in the cards. But, you know, I just don't know Brady's mindset, you know, after everything that he's gone through. Is he going to want to go to a new team? And if he wants to go to a new team, does he go to a team – like the Dolphins, or does he go to, you know, and deals with the fact that he's going to be in the same city with his ex-wife? And is that a good thing because he's near his kids? Or is it a bad thing because he's got to deal with, you know, all the talk about that? Or does he go out to San Francisco? If he if he leaves Tampa, I think that if he plays, he's going to play in Tampa. Mm. But does he go to another team somewhere else? And if, and if I'm him... I'm picking the best ready-made contender, and to me, that's the 49ers.
4: Last one, uh, real quick, Jake. um, Who had the better week? The uh, Broncos getting rid of Hackett uh, after Patrick Starr called the Russell Wilson interception on
6: Nickelodeon?
4: Or uh,
6: the the Raiders moving on here? That was so brilliant. That was uh, Patrick Starr calling that game that was awesome. Well, um, you can't do well, that any yeah. better. So, yeah. you know, in
4: in who terms the of second? the AFC West, now you now you got the Chargers and Frostburg's
6: team just looking so much better. I they are they're looking awesome. So, who was the second what was their yeah, second Yeah, no, it,
4: it was more just the who who had the better week? The the Raiders because they move on from Derek Carr <laughs> or the uh the Broncos because they finally uh you know, fixed the glitch and Nathaniel is out. <laughs> uh,
6: the Broncos had the better week because you know, Russell Wilson has to face the fact that he got somebody fired. Um, And it's uh, this one's really truly... Like There's nobody left to blame except for Russell. And so Russell can't sit there and say, oh, I was poorly coached anymore. Mm -hmm. So the Broncos probably have got the better end of that. And now Russell Wilson's going to have to face somebody who is going to tell him this is how it's going to have to be. If there's anybody capable. I just think that like Frostburg, you know the only pro- the only problem that Frostburg has with what just happened here is it um, it probably ruins the chances of them getting Sean Payton and being good for the next ten years. He has to continue to deal with Brandon Staley, <laughs> so that's you know making the playoffs is great but you wanted Sean Payton. Didn't you really want Sean Payton? Ask, ask. In I'll ask. Part, I'll, he, well, I'll have him take actually, it off. Actually, he, he works for the team. He can't say that. So, but I, I'll I say, say it's it. not dead
4: yet. How about I'm that? Not no, exactly. I'm feeling better. We, yeah, we get to bring back the Monty Python skit. J. Cole, Happy New Year, buddy. Thank uh, your you. Your whiskey should find it? you in Be the good. next
6: day or two. Excellent. I appreciate it. Later, guys. Peace and love, Later. buddy.
4: Be good. That's Jason Cole. Outkick where you read him. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame voter and, of course, joins us each and every week. Always interesting uh, observations on the world at large. A guy who's been around the game a long time. And we're talking about Brandy. Yeah, go back into your... Is uh, is that good or bad that he compared me to Jason Smith? I don't know. uh, Well, I mean, that means you're like Johnny Bravo. You fit the suit uh, (laughs) and the derision. Be sure to catch live editions of
1: the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: Fox Sports Radio Tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery. BigGreenEgg.com. It's also key at the cookhouse, right? When you're going to get, you're going to pump up a jam and, and bring everybody together. Just like they have the music blaring when Arnie sets up in the corner for a three-point shot in pickup games. I, I'm still playing twice a week, so getting out there,
5: I'm averaging two points a game in my in my league this year. How many so.
4: minutes a game are we are we? Oh, I, I get out?
5: good about 25 minutes a game. We play a good. Are we uh, pretending 50 to minutes, play 55.
4: defense at this point? Or I don't you play like defense. The, no. I run from
5: three-point line to three-point line. That's that's it
4: a good strategy i can't fault exactly. a good strategy if you can get That's me a not... helmet cam and an arnie cam i would <laughs> i would watch it
5: i may do that that might be a live
4: stream you. that i can get behind yeah. uh arnie Spanier in for jason smith jason smith show with me mike Harmon here from the tire studios uh and arnie I, I bring up your your pickup game acumen right where you rock and jock all those kind of things trying to hit the the money ball and all those because earlier today, we had the story that was making the rounds on the interwebs, and I know it excited you. It got me kind of fired up. The idea of uh, Terrell Owens, that he's been in contact, hmm. his agent, and with the Cowboys and other teams about the possibility of returning to the NFL. This is Aaron Wilson, Dove Kleiman, number of guys that have been in the business a while. Uh, so you've got some respected names that are, that are raising, raising their hands and saying, hey, this is what I'm hearing. He's I love 49 it. Forty nine years old. I love I, it. Right. I I still do a little weekend warrior now and again. If nothing else, just trying to work with my daughter on the soccer pitch and and play some uh, half ass defense to make her work. You know, the extra dribble, the extra turn, whatever. Uh, and eventually the hammies start barking and I go sit down. But for Terrell Owens, a guy that's always been in shape, we've known that. Go back to. Him doing sit ups in a park, right. parking lot and uh, the that was about everything. Yeah, right? That his no, driveway, that was a turnabout in yeah. his driveway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you got all those kind of things. Uh, it was a parking lot because it was a very large uh, stretch of land there with a the number of cars. But it's one of those things. Like, hey man, if you can do it, have had it. Right? Age just a number. Eventually, you get retired and you won't be able oh. to do it again. Remember when he last played? He still had seventy two catches. Oh, it was just that right. people decided they didn't like him anymore. You know, Mike, 49 is like the new 39, to be well, honest Well, and you. I'm 49, so I feel yeah. spry. There you go. Yeah. There
5: you go. Let me ask you this. If there was a position that a 49-year-old could come out of retirement and still play, I would think it'd be wide receiver. Now, I know we have a lot of rules for quarterbacks, and that's why Tom Brady's uh, able to extend his career. I don't know if I'll make it to 49, but um, it would seem like wide receiver. It wouldn't be running back. It wouldn't be a corner, anybody on the line or anything like that. It would be wide receiver where, you know, you run around, catch the ball, get down before you get hit too hard pick up the first down, or get out of bounds, just as long as you secure the ball, just as long as you catch it. And you're right. He's still in shape, probably. I think he could do a good job. I don't know how great he would be, but um, if he played a full year, I don't
4: know, maybe 50 catches wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. I would love to see it happen. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, wherever it would be, obviously, in the the bright lights of – of Dallas, there was a lot made about the fact that they went and got T.Y. Hilton. He had that monster catch this past week in the game. Right. Uh, and 33 years old, like, ah, they could say I can't do it. Uh, I'll be happy to show him otherwise. And it it goes to the same thing. Like, what are you expecting in terms of target rate, snap count, whatever? Can he fit a role? Can he still post up like he used to? Right, he's still, the size didn't go away. Right, right. Right, we're not asking him to, to run burner outs. His game wasn't either. Deshaun, right, but his yeah. game wasn't Deshaun Jackson's. Right. Where if you and don't have that burst, you're useless to me. No, you don't have to. And he can
5: get separation because people aren't as physical as they used to be. And uh, you know what? He could just go ahead and, and, and if somebody's going to get up in him, you know, push him to the side, make a cut. He ran very good routes. I, there's no doubt he could come back. I think he could come back. I mean, 49 might be tough, but like I said, if it, any position could do it, it's probably a kicker and it's probably a wide receiver.
4: Yeah, just to get to the the idea of we we see the spectacular on a nightly basis. That's why we still love sports, right? Appointment viewing where there's always a bit of chaos mixed in. We watch the end of this bowl game, right? College kickers and the adventures therein, big performances from these young quarterbacks. We watch Brady, and there are times and moments where you still see the arm strength and yeah, the rules are there for offensive players all around.
5: Yeah, for sure. Right and as long as receiver, yeah. Right.
4: As long as you're not trying to make a living over the middle mm-hmm. at you know, an advanced stage where maybe you're a step slower or whatever. Uh maybe that doesn't work. But we were talking about Gronkowski, and I know there's a giant age gap between them, but think about the weary miles on Gronkowski's body oh. and, and what he went through even to get into the NFL. I remember talking to him at the at the uh, rookie premiere playing catch with him and a couple of guys on the field. Right, he, he had back right, he had, had back surgery. They had no yeah. idea what he was going to be. Missed the whole year in Arizona. He was a second-round pick. Right. He wasn't a first-round So, finish. So they took the the gamble on him in New England. He found the perfect situation. Had a tremendous career, body beaten up and, and such throughout the years. But when it came down to inline blocking and being able to to help move the run game and then being a dominant force in the red zone, he was there with T.O. I'd love to see him try. Hell, I'd get a reality show. It might be actually one I'd watch. Well,
5: my prediction is if T.O. came back, he'd have the number one selling jersey after the first week. That's my, my prediction.
4: I might still have one in my
5: closet oh, somewhere. You're right. People might
4: still have their T.O. Well, I, I series, used yeah. to do bits and we did yeah. one when I was working at Yahoo many years ago where we had a, a deal with uh, if you won your fantasy league, they'd send you a jersey of the team of your choice. Oh, how and fun. so the bit for the video was every week I wore a different jersey. So, for a while, I had a ton of them. I had a McNabb. I had an Owens. I had, uh, well, Cedric Benson. Like, it was like I had some weird (laughs) ones, man. I love it. Some weird Curtis Enos. Yeah, I I got the closeout ones, I think. Uh, Anyway, he's Artie Spanier. I'm Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we dive back in the NFL and a change at quarterback in the NFC East.